Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Hey, happy Friday. Welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt Fraser here, joined by Isabel Caputo, as it says, on the live stream. You can read our names if you're live. Uh, but if you're not, if you're listening podcast, if you're a No Meat Athlete Radio listener, then uh, this I think this is the first episode officially after we've launched the new, the new format. Uh, because right now it's Friday, so I, I shouldn't have said happy Friday. Because if you're listening to this on a podcast, it'll be Monday. Uh, but on Sunday, I will, with Doug, have put up a message saying kind of what we're what, what the new plan is. So this is the first thing after that, uh, making it kind of the official first thing, which is exciting. Um, by this time, we will also have graphics and things up that are that are representative of the new setup. So uh, should all be very good. Uh, we'll see. We're going to try to do a lot of them in a live situation. And I have blinds arriving really soon, thankfully, because this, uh, this sunlight is terrible. You can see this level is rising. Up in the old new classic tea there. Once that reaches the top, once it reaches my neck, the we're done. Squid, yeah. It, it's it's gonna be bad. Uh, hey, look, Bianca's here. That's good to <gasps> Bianca, see Bianca. Hello. Uh, for a Friday show, yeah, Bianca, we're doing them. Uh, the plan is every Friday there's gonna be a No Made Athlete Radio Show, and um, it'll always be Friday. But if you're a podcast listener, you won't get it till Monday, I think. I forget how we're how we're. Doing you'll get it. you'll get Friday vibes on Monday, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, I think I forget what the plan is for when they actually go up, but we'll figure all that out. Uh, that's just that's just what we're dealing with right now, making changes. Um, Isabel, I don't actually know if you're a Starbucks fan. I only think you might be because you went to a Starbucks for our first plant-based morning show like a year ago, more than a year ago. That's a that's uh, quite the leap. <laughs> I know that's a lot to say. That means you're a Starbucks fan. Are you a Starbucks fan? I, I was when I like went places, um, I would, I would get like, it was my like special coffee. I'd get a special coffee every, every week, but I don't even know the last time I've purchased something from Starbucks because I live up in the mountains now and we don't go places very often. You don't go anywhere. Okay. So you don't get a special coffee. I, I, I am a fan every once in a while, but I'm definitely not like, I couldn't, I couldn't spend $18 on a drink every single day. Like I wouldn't, I right. wouldn't do that. No, to definitely it's expensive, but you're not like Doug. You don't have some sort of moral opposition to, oh. to Starbucks or a oh. responsibility to your uh, constituents. You must, must not support it. No, it's not no, local. I do not. Okay, good. Well, I went there today to get uh, the Oleato, the new oil infused, olive oil infused coffees that hit the, hit the nationwide Ooh. Starbucks rotation uh, two days ago. And I, I don't I didn't hear about it somehow. I've been kind of looking forward to that day for a while. Um, but I uh, I got it today and I thought it was really good. Everyone's hating on it. Everyone's all the articles are like, oh my gosh, olive oil coffee, bowels nightmare. Uh, it doesn't even sound good. Someone commented today. It's, I think a, a relatively loyal listener said uh, it doesn't sound good at all, but I'm not even a coffee drinker or something. So I think everyone just wants to hate this. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was. Uh, What's in it? Besides olive oil, obviously. The, the main drink, I think I think you can get it. Like You can get the foam stuff. It's oat milk foam. Oh. Or sorry, I, I shouldn't say it is always oat milk. I don't know for sure. The drink I got was oat milk infused with this olive oil. Very nice kind. They're also selling the olive oil itself if you want to just buy olive oil at Starbucks now. Mm. Uh, Why and not? blonde espresso. So just like a latte, but it was, but it has olive oil. And to mm. me, it's not, it's, it's like, I mean, that's not a crazy idea because you, if you got a, a whole milk latte, if you drink whole milk, you're getting fat and tons milk of fat. And, yeah. Right. So it's the same thing. 
so it wasn't weird at all. It had a slight olive oil like richness that was a little bit different than I remember from if I used to drink, you know, lattes. Um, but it was great. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I'm a huge fan of that drink. I'm gonna be beating the drum about that for a while. I want to try it. It sounds it sounds delicious. I figured it was gonna be coconut oil because I feel like that that just seems more like a coffee mixture, but I love olive oil. I use it like unless I'm doing something that's a really delicate flavor. Mm-hmm. Al- always olive oil. Yeah, Shuck that in there. Me too. You can get uh, light tasting olive oil, which is like a nice thing for those those delicate things. So I do that as well. Um, coconut oil is like the vegan the vegan bulletproof coffee hack. Is you make you yeah. make your coffee with coconut oil, and I, I may have tried that one time. I forget, but I did not like it at all. It just ruined it. Um, mm. Okay. Anyway, people are trickling in. I don't know if I'm if these shows will be like the morning show where the whole time we're just engaging with the audience. I don't really know. We're not sure how it'll go. Uh, maybe. But in the meantime, uh, we've ride. got some some regulars here, morning show regulars. Uh, Bianca Phillips, who was a regular, but she doesn't come on non-Fridays anymore because she can't. Uh, but with Friday shows now, it's different. Garuda Legends, uh, recent uh, attendee of the show past few weeks, and good good conversationalist, I would say. Uh and Britters, who's uh, who's been been uh, been chatty recently in the in the morning show. <laughs> so uh, good to see everybody. Uh, anyway, Isabel, we're talking today about resolutions. We stole the idea from Doug. I think he had that idea for when this was going to be a four person show, and you and I needed something uh, once he and the other Matt couldn't make it. So we said, let's take Doug's topic. Um, Why not? But <laughs> well, today's February second. That's Groundhog Day. I said yesterday oh. that I didn't care about Groundhog Day, but uh, I did see today that he, he I don't know if he, what he did, but he, it means oh, spring is coming soon. Show? I don't know which one. Tony which one? Phil. Punk's Tony Phil. Which one means that he that, that spring is coming? I mean, that, that I it's not. Absolutely, really I, have, I have absolutely yeah. no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think if he doesn't see it and he stays out, it's good. Anyway, um, I also did a quick math and found that we are 8.7% through the year now. Last time we did this update on the morning show, we were seven percent. That was two days ago, but I guess the you know every three days is a is a new percent. So uh, the year is ticking by. So if you've got a if you've got a resolution, you know it better be it better be going um, by now because you're almost ten percent on the year, even with a leap year. So we're talking about what happens if it's not going because apparently you know by by the seventeenth or what, there's all kinds of stats about it. But there's there's always they fail. You know ninety percent are failed by a certain day in January or whatever. Um, so I think we're assuming we're, we're safe in assuming that many people's listening to this, their resolution has failed or is in danger of failing. So we're going to talk about what do you do in that situation, um, to try to get it back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start Isabel by talking about our own. I haven't talked about mine very much on the morning show because I didn't really have uh, very official ones, but, uh, Ooh. what about you? What, what is your new year's resolution or what are all your resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them? Yeah, we we all kind of always have like we we do this every year really like it. We always kind of have a couple that we do. So like we have a financial one for us and like the family, but one of my new year's resolutions or one of ours as a family is to try to involve my daughter who is almost 3 uh more in exercise cuz she is like she just loves running around with us. She loves like she we we both do home workouts my partner and I and we, she just loves doing them with us. So we're like, okay, like how can we use this as a tool to, to help burn, burn her energy a little bit more. And I'll be honest, we have thoroughly failed in that <laughs> resolution. Well, yeah. yeah. Cause she was sick. She was sick for like a week in January. She's been a little sick now. Um, she's has, has a little tummy ache. So 
So we'd like, again, all of these excuses that all of us make about our resolutions. And so, so now I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about how I can get back into it and make sure okay. that you're not here to give advice. To you're, here to, you're here to get advice mainly. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> so that's one of them. And then one that I'm actually succeeding in is actually following my running plan, um, my yep. training plan, which I, I like many ultra runners am terrible at, and we were like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. And then we like just crazy under train all the time. So I've been, I've been really good at that. And I've been very focused on getting my training time and actually doing the plan as it's set. So that's what, that okay. one's going well. Mm-hmm. And, and you're there. The, the goal is actually run a 50 mile race. Is that the ultimate goal of the year as far as running goes? And then you've got the plan to get you there. Yes. That is the ultimate goal. Yep. Okay. And I'm build, building up to the 50 K and then that's the ultimate goal for the year. Cool. Good. Perfect. Um, good. I'm glad you got that one because I have, uh, in my list of notes that I wanted to mention today for ideas, things to do, I have a failed first hundred mile, uh, experience experience of my own and not same as a 50 mile, but not, not that different. Um, and I failed and then I later did succeed and I have a, you know, I was able to draw a distinction as to what worked and what didn't. Ooh. Um, I know. So Already. that's not a teaser for you. Then I don't know what, the, I don't know what <laughs> doing better than that. Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, I, I, for my own part, didn't really set resolutions. Oddly, the guy used to be super into resolutions. I was a big time goals person, um, big resolution setter. I still really like New Year's for the the feeling of new beginning, new new fresh. I don't know, not fresh start, but but just the inspiration of knowing another year's past. You got a full one here ahead of you. Uh, I just like that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like I went through a bunch of stuff. I read some stuff. I wrote down all the stuff that I felt like I accomplished or basically the significant happenings of last year, which I like to do that every year. I feel like it's just a good practice to kind of note, note what has gone on. Um, but I never really like set, said anything. I just, I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling like that inspired to actually like commit to something. Hmm. Um, what kind of came about was I, I had decided that I wanted to read more often because I used to like reading and then I kind of just stopped. And then I said a book a week would be really cool. But it seems like too much. Like, I don't really want to spend that much time reading. Uh, but last year, I read a book every two weeks without really trying. So I thought it's got to be more than that. So I, I figured, you know, three a month might be good. Um, and so I started that. And then my wife's also doing the same thing, coincidentally. She wanted to read more. Mm. Uh, so then we started sort of competing. And now I've, I'm, I've done great. I'm, I've read, uh, I, think, I think, seven books. I have a list that I'm keeping. But I have seven books. So more than a book a week, uh, I know it's great. And wow. so that has turned out really well, which in itself is a little bit interesting to me since it wasn't like a big firm, like I'm committing to this goal. I'm going to start reading X amount of time per day in order to reach one book per week, which would have been my old approach to doing that sort of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in how that has actually worked out. I don't know for sure that it will last, but I do think that it will. Um, and so that's really the only one that I've got. Like I had some other thoughts about wanting to, 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 you know, be more disciplined, more regimented with fitness stuff. Um, I haven't really done that because I didn't, I didn't really ever uh, set out to. I just sort of I thought about it, didn't didn't decide. Um, hmm. So anyway, so that's that's all I got. Just that simple reading goal. But uh, but like I said, it has worked. So yeah, we can get into a little bit about why um, it might have. But anyway, um, let's talk about failing. What what's going on? Like for example, with your uh, with your daughter, you know planning with her to do more fitness, more exercise. Um, 
you know, let's talk about what happens. What what do you do to kind of get it back on track now that we're a month into the year? And if it's, I don't know, I mean, a lot of them are probably done. People are probably just completely finished with those goals or forgot about them after a week of January. Um, so the very first thing that I kind of go to in that situation is the old big massive action versus small steps distinction. Um, because I think with New Year's, a lot of people, they want to like, they, they get the idea to do something major. And, and we have this sense, often mistaken, that because it's a new year, like we're just going to have this new willpower that's just going to keep showing up for us as long as we start this habit and don't make a mistake and miss. And it's just going to keep coming and it's going to be pretty easy to keep you know working out every day or doing whatever new thing we plan to do. Um, so I, I consider that to be like massive action type thing. Like I'm just going to start something and it's going to be, I'm going to do a lot, but I'm going to draw on the, all this limitless willpower that I will suddenly have because it's a new year. Um, that's kind of a massive action thing. So my suggestion to almost everybody is when you fail at that, because that's how most people try to make a change is like, don't give up and say, well, that didn't work. I guess I can't become a runner or I guess I can't go vegan or can't do whatever I had set out to do. Um, but instead like go back, start over and just like massively reduce the amount of action that you need to take to be successful. So the, the easiest example is like a running situation. If you were going to start running, or working out or whatever for an hour a day or 45 minutes a day, if that was your thing, like change it so that it is like two minutes a day. And because it's so, so hard to fail mm -hmm. at that, I didn't say it's hard to fail. It actually is possible to fail even at that. Um, if you just keep putting it off, but like, it's so much easier to succeed. And I think we sort of train ourselves. Most of us as adults, like start to learn that we aren't really that good at changing. And so we get so used to failing at goals that, to actually just like have something that's so easy that you start to string together five or seven or 10 days of it in a row, it actually feels good even when that's just a really, really small thing. Um, mm -hmm. So then from there, you know, you can, you can of course increase it. You can have a plan that says after I do one straight week of two or five minutes, I'm going to up it to 10 minutes or whatever. You, you can do that. But I don't think that's the important part. I really think the important part is just like starting out with the smallest possible thing and, and beginning. I'm not saying that like that's the ultimate approach to any sort of habit change because there are times maybe when that's not the best thing to do. But I think if you have just failed at something, it's a really nice way to uh, to to kind of get on track. And I think it might end up you know leading somewhere different than you expect. But I think it's a good way to to reset and uh, start to train yourself that you actually can keep those promises that you that you make to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point of like like who cares if you fail? Like you just need to then take the step to commit to this thing. Cause I think you're right. Like so many times it's like, you know, like I want to lose, I want to lose weight. Like this, just this broad goal that doesn't have any like actionable steps to it. And so then like, you know, you weigh yourself a week later and you're like, Oh, I didn't lose any weight. So I failed. So I'm, I'm done with this and I'm not continuing with it. Um, right. I, you know, I think that's another one of the easy examples, but like for, for me with my daughter, like I could sit right now and be like, ah, oh, I, you know, we missed a month cause she was sick and all these different excuses. But like that mindset is, you know, that's, it's, it's like the fixed mindset versus growth mindset of like, Oh, okay. I failed. Then I'm done. We're, we're not doing this anymore versus, Okay, how can I? How can I, we bring this back? Actually, make it actionable and do the things. And that, that's that's where I failed with you know trying to get my daughter more exercise and like having that experience with her. Is there there was no set action to it. It was it was the big goal of like oh she'll just do this with us. And clearly mm -hmm. it doesn't work. And clearly we failed. And so now going back as you said and saying okay like 
let's make sure like five minutes every day, we'll have this, we'll, we'll try to set aside this specific time and like do these things. And yeah, maybe we'll try that for a week. Maybe that'll fail. Okay. Two minutes, one minute, as you right. said, really small chunks to start getting you to be more successful. Um, you know, I, I think that's a great approach. And I think that's, I, you know, going back to your goal too, I think part of why you've succeeded maybe too, is the flexibility that you've had. Like you didn't mm-hmm. set a goal of, oh, I have to be doing X amount. It was like, all right, I'll, tr- I'll try to do three a month. And then look at you, like you've done seven in, I don't even know how many weeks it's been, five weeks, six weeks. Right. And you, that kind of flexibility too, I think goes back again to like the growth mindset of being able to be flexible, but also keeping these things in mind that you're, that you're wanting to accomplish and that you're able to accomplish. Yeah, I think, I think it's what makes this stuff so challenging because I mean, I've talked about goals for 15 years now with no meat athlete stuff. And my approach has changed so many times. And I have gone back and forth between saying, this is the right way to do it. Then no, actually this is the right. Cause at the beginning I was all the massive action, like Tony Robbins, like just go for it. Like that's what I was all about. Uh, and it kind of worked at certain things. And then I learned about this small steps thing and I thought, okay, that's actually the way to really do stuff. Um, and then I've come back and forth since then. And, and like, now I realize like you, there's not really a formula for making this stuff work. It's, it's the flexibility is what you have to have. And this, of course, the desire to really do the thing. Um, but I think if you have those two things and you, and you, you know, just say, I'm not going to stop till I get this, but I'm also not going to just put my head in the sand and, and keep saying, well, I'm doing the same thing over and over and I just can't make it work. So therefore it doesn't work. Um, so like you said, like, it, it's not like you have to necessarily move to a smaller step or something. You just, it sounds like you just needed to like make an actual plan to do it instead of, instead mm-hmm. of visioning it and hoping it just happens. Um, which is funny. Cause I had that later as like, I actually think that's one of the ways to make stuff happen. It's like, if, if it's, if the plans are too much, like if the figure out the goal a year from now and then figure out what you need to do by six months and what you need to do by three months and then down to what do you need to do on a daily basis? Like that's a whole lot of structure and stuff. And I think for certain people at certain times in their life, that's really the best way to make something happen. Um, but I think there are other times when that's actually too much. And if you just think about that final end goal, then I think sometimes, uh, you, you know, you, you, your body or your brain or whatever starts to figure out how to make it happen and you end up surprising yourself. Um, so I can get to that in a little bit that my hundred mile example mm-hmm. kind of is, is that one. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting that like there, these things are, can be so different at different times in your life. Mm-hmm. So you need a plan, I guess you guys need some sort of small structured thing for what you're going to do. Yes. Um, that's good. That's where we're, uh, that's where we're going here? next. <laughs> that's where we're going next. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we got the, uh, another thing I like to do a lot is the, is the shorter deadline, the old 30 day challenge. Um, I think is fantastic. And I think in many ways, much, much better than a one year thing, right? If you wanted to change your diet for a year or say, I'm going to do you know, whatever for a year and it just hasn't worked. Um, I think if you just change it to like, I'm going to do this thing for the month, that's, that's great. Like, I think a lot of people, I did last year, I did exercise every day for a month um, in the, in the beginning of the year. And I also did no fake meats for a month. And both of those worked great. Like they didn't like permanently change my habits or anything, but it, it led to a really nice start of the year. Uh, and just a, just a successful kind of momentum building. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think like the old month long challenge is, is in many ways better than like the crazy big audacious year long, uh, I'm going to change everything in a year. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it, cause it feels more, it feels more doable. It's a shorter time frame. I did over, over the winter from December to January, 
I did a run challenge where I, I ran a mile, at least a mile every day. And it like, just cause I wanted to keep myself motivated during the winter, which is so hard to do. And like, just like that little bit of challenge, like really sparked energy in me and like helped me be like, oh, okay. Like now I feel like I've got this little bit of a base and like, I feel like I can jump into this running plan that I'm doing. But I think you're right. Like having those, having shorter term pieces, again, depending on the phase of life that you're in can, can really help you be more successful because you're, again, it's, it's smaller. It's so much more easy, easier to accomplish. Like I can accomplish that thing today. And for 15 more days, let's say, instead of like, oh, I have to run a mile every day for a year for 365 days, like that's impossible. Like, there's no right. way that I'm going to succeed at that. So I, I think that's a good, that's, it's a good piece too, for sure. Yeah. That's, and I mean, to go even more extreme with it, uh, a story I've told many times on No Made Athlete Radio. So people will have heard this before if they've been around for a while. Ooh. But if you're, if you're trying to, you know, for me, when I started, when I went vegetarian for the first time it was like, I think it was a 10 day challenge. And then that was successful. So I expanded it to be a 30 day challenge. Um, but I realized like I had one time prior to that tried to go vegetarian, like over, just, just did it. And it lasted like a weekend. And I just gave up because it was like this indefinite ending. Like I'm going to be vegetarian now. And when you do that, suddenly all the, all the demons come in about like, I can never have all these favorite foods again. And it turns into this big, you know, identity thing that, mm -hmm. yeah, there's just all this resistance around it. So like if I don't know, just saying like I have to just get to this finish line. Uh, it just helps you to make better decisions because you you're not deciding this thing for the rest of your life. It's just it's just to make it to to this weekend or whatever it is you have to get to um, for the sake of your challenge. And then you can decide to go back and go back the other way, or you can keep doing it like I did in that case. Uh, but I just think I think short term deadlines are are really helpful. So if you've had a one year goal and it just didn't take off. Um, I mean, think about what you can do. Can you make it a February goal? I guess you're slightly a little late now, but uh, can you make it a February fourth through, uh, through March fourth goal or something like that? And just, I mean, just do a thirty day thing. Uh, it's it's, and then at the end of that, if you if you decide you want to do a year, like go for it. Then you'll have a bunch of momentum. But you, you don't have to. It just doesn't have to. Doesn't have to be that hard. Um, I agree. All right. Similar note to that, I think is I mentioned this idea of setting all the milestones and things like that. And that, and people do that. You set a, you know, one year or three year goal or whatever. And then you work backwards and you figure out what you need to do, where you need to get all along the way. Um, I have typically found that doesn't work. Like I, I think every single time mm -hmm. I've tried that it has actually failed. I don't, I can't think of one time when I successfully like kept checking off the milestones and saying, yep, now I did that much. And now I did that much. And I'm, I'm on track here uh, to get the big thing that's going to come at the end of the year or whatever. I just think it never has happened. Um, I think so much more important than that is, is changing those daily habits, like changing what it is you do day to day. Um, and I guess it comes from like the fact that that's something like I can decide right now to do something and actually experience some bit of success for today uh, because I did this fitness habit or whatever this thing is that I, that I wanted to start doing, playing the piano maybe, uh, whatever thing I'm trying to do, I can just go do it. Um, if instead the goal is like, be able to play this one piece on the piano by the end of the year, that's really, really hard right now. I don't know. It's just, it just, it's just much harder. And for me, it hasn't worked. So I think the, I think mm -hmm. the, instead thinking of like, what can I do in the moment to change kind of who I am on a day-to-day -day basis? I think there's a whole lot of power in that. Um, and I think it's also very similar to, uh, what we were kind of just talking about with the like 30 day challenge. It's kind of a similar 
idea that, that you can think instead about your habits rather than like the goal and the milestone for some, some people that might be a, a better approach at different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, it goes back to like, we were talking about phases of life, you know, we, some sometimes in life or as some people are motivated by different pieces and like you need to figure out for yourself what's really going to be the motivation for you and if if you try out trying to cross these different milestones check in the boxes if it works for you great if it doesn't work for you then let then try something else try a daily habit change um you know i we talk a lot in our family about phases of life because we have little kids. And so like every day is different and every day is new. And that means that sometimes today I can do something, but tomorrow I might not have the same kind of motivation because of whatever else is happening in my life. So again, going kind of going back to that, being able to be flexible while also making sure that you're still successful. Like if uh, the rigidity I think is where a lot of people fail is by saying yeah. like, if I don't do X, then I can't continue doing it. Um, whereas, you know, if, if you don't do X at X time, like try again tomorrow, try again the next day and then, and then be consistent with it. Like being able to have that kind of flexibility, that's, that's, that's where I think success comes from. Yeah. Uh, we haven't yet mentioned perfectionism and that's a perfect example. Like that, that is, yeah. I think the classic form of rigidity that you're talking about, where like, if I don't do this new thing every single day at this time, like the people who, you know, take on a, a big, you know, huge running goal or whatever, or a diet goal or whatever. And like for the first two weeks of the year, it feels like it's great. Like you just haven't missed yet. And life hasn't thrown anything at you yet that would cause you to miss. Um, and so it seems like it's working great. Uh, and I guess we get all this, you know, good feedback that it has been working. Um, and maybe that's why we sort of associate that with like the, the way, because I think this is the way most people think they're supposed to change habits is like, start a streak, be perfect and be perfect forever after that. Uh, but then eventually something Easy. comes up, <laughs> right. uh, something comes up eventually messes it up. Uh, you fail one time, your friends are going to the bar or whatever. And you just decide to do that instead of your workout. And then it feels like, you know, failure. Like you're just, you're done. You fell off the wagon. You're the progress you made in two weeks is erased because one time you didn't do the thing. Um, and you've shattered this image of, of, you know, the perfect new you. Uh, and it just doesn't work. So that's, I think the, to, to generalize that, I think just saying remain flexible in your approach, meaning if you mess up and of course you are going to mess up, uh, you have to have some way to get back on and it doesn't feel like failure because you messed up once. So again, I want to point out, like, I don't think any of these, any one of these is the answer. The more we can generalize and say being flexible like that, I do think that's generally the, the right thing. But all these different examples we have, you know, they're just they're just ideas. They're not uh, not anyone's gonna be right for everybody at every time. Um, I got a little bit more, but let's check in quickly with the audience. What people are saying. Um, we got uh, Britter says she did a well. She's reading much more as an adult. That's a good thing. She said she finished a thirty day yoga challenge, which made it obtainable and realistic. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's awesome. Yep. And it's yoga with Adrian, which I don't, I don't know what that is. You know what yoga? I'm going to check it out now. It sounds great. Bianca, Bianca knows it too. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and Benji too. Whoever Benji is, is also, uh, he's, he's loved. He's so. the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Garuda Legend says hit the like button, button, please. And yes, absolutely. Please do that. Uh, Garuda is our, is our resident omnivore who, uh, who likes to slum with the vegans, I guess a little bit and, and <laughs> hang out. And and listen to things and and yeah you know object to certain things or uh, or encourage us and say well you know the other vegans all say this but you guys say this so this is much better 
Uh, and I appreciate all that. It's I, I do appreciate the different viewpoints. Um, so yes, please do hit the like button. We got this new format, which is different. And I mean, you know, people aren't expecting us to go live at this time. Uh, so any help we can get with likes and all that would be wonderful. Please do that. Uh, and then there was one more I wanted to hit on here. I forget what it was. Um, Benji's the dog. I found out. Thanks, Britters. <laughs> Benji's the dog. Okay. <laughs> Gotta love Good. dogs. Okay. Good. Um, you look, you have dogs. Yeah, I have two. Two pit bulls. Okay. I love them. I don't know if I knew that. You don't post enough pictures of them. I don't post enough pictures of Ever since anything. those real kids came along, the dogs I know. probably took well, I don't even. I barely take pictures of them, too. It's it's a problem. <laughs> the, it's a problem. I, I don't carry my phone with me very often. So it's it's both a problem yeah. and a good thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think it's on the balance. I think, I think it's pretty much a good thing. You may want to remember a few moments. Probably good to have a couple pictures, but Mental I don't pictures. think you need to share them with everybody. I don't think anybody really cares that much. <laughs> That's, that's why I don't take pictures. And who wants to stop having fun and stop living life to say, well, pause, capture the moment. Uh, I don't like that. No, I don't hate dogs, Bianca. Yeah, Doug, Bianca, Doug, Bianca uh, Doug does, hates dogs. Does hate dogs, yep. If anyone's <laughs> campaigning against him this for Black Mountain Town Council <laughs> next year, hatred of dogs is one of your things you can use. Uh, we'll see if we can get him to say something mean about elderly people or kids or something. You can add that. Add that to the ammo. Uh all right, we're about done here. I got I got one more bit, um, and this is my hundred mile thing, and it's kind of related to the ha the habit thing. So when I when I uh, I think it was two thousand eleven, the sun the sun is creeping up really high on my face. It's distracting me. You're doing a good job. Of I know. I'm moving over. It. Um, <laughs> I can't get away. Oh, there you go. Anyway, it was two thousand eleven. I wanted to run a hundred miler. I had done uh, if I think if the timeline is right, I had done a fifty miler, and I said I'm ready for the hundred now. This is, uh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm going to go get it. I'm excited. I'm going to publicly commit. So I put a post up on Nomad Athlete. I signed up for a race, paid $150 or something like that to go run a race in West Virginia. Uh, and I like made a training plan that I was going to do. And I literally never, ever one time set out foot outside and did a step of the training plan. <laughs> That'll I do just it. Didn't. Like I, I made the, I did the things you're supposed to do. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Something was blocking me. And it was probably just being afraid of running a hundred miles or just thinking that mm. this isn't going to work. I'm, I, I can't do that yet. I'm not, for whatever reason, I'm not able to run a hundred miles. Uh, I'm not in a state of mind that I could do that. And so I didn't, and I, and I kind of like forgot about it for, I don't know, a year. Uh, didn't forget about it. I kept thinking about it. It was this thing that I felt like I had failed at and was kind of embarrassed by having publicly committed and never even started. Um, and then I, I like went through some stuff and like, Eventually started running again. I had kind of just stopped running and I started running again, just like for mental health, thinking like, I'm going to start doing exercise because it's good for me. And I was like in kind of a meditation mindset. And I, I think I, this is when I started the nose breathing, which I talked about with Matt Tolman on the recent uh, Outlier Health podcast. And I was just like going at a really slow pace. I was doing exactly some of the advice that we've talked about here. I started with, I think, 10 or 15 minutes for like my daily run I was going to do which you know, having run a 50 miler and a bunch of marathons and things, that was a very, very small amount. Uh, and I said, I'm going to add five minutes every week that I'm successful with this, but it, it wasn't about the running. It was about the time and the meditative aspect of it. Um, and just like the quiet and the, I think I wasn't, I stopped like bringing podcasts along and all that. And I just like ran. Um, and it turned out that that, like, I didn't really, and I wasn't thinking about the hundred miler anymore. That was done. But it turned out that I did this for like six months and suddenly I realized I had like exactly the base that 
you know, you always want to have, but never actually do have before you start a training plan. Because before that, I was always like picking plans and it would say, well, you should have this for your base, but I wouldn't actually have had that. Never, I would say, well, I'm never gonna, have that doesn't, that doesn't apply to me. I don't need that. I'm just going <laughs> to jump in here. Um, and like I had done running for whatever it was, four or six months and just, just running slow, easy, no hard workouts and just built this base that you're supposed to have. Uh, and it was fantastic. So then I was like, for whatever reason, after having done that, it occurred to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually ready to start a hundred mile plan. Like I can go do this now. And so I picked a plan, picked a race. It was a year away still from then. Uh, but I just like gradually started training and then it, and then it happened and it was, and it, you know, there weren't any problems. It wasn't injury issues. Uh, there weren't the overwhelming, it just happened. And my point is not that, like, that's the way to do this kind of thing. Um, it's none of that. It's like, I just think there was something interesting about like such a different approach from like the first time it was this structured, it was this public declaration and it was all this really overwhelming stuff that you're supposed to do when you set goals um, versus what happens when you just like have this, like I had obviously set this intention. I knew that I wanted to do this thing. Uh, and I kind of, it almost feels like my brain and body like figured out a way to do that without me realizing that's what was going on. That like, it just like, it was set. I kind of let go of all the, all the structure around it. And then it ended up happening a year and a half later because I just sort of didn't think about it. So, and obviously eventually you have to, but I don't know. I, I just like that. And and recently more and more of those types of things uh, happened to me. And that's the, this reading goal is a little bit like that. Like I didn't plan to do it. It just kind of happened. So I guess I'm a little bit more than I used to uh, a fan of, of the kind of just, you know, set, visualize, whatever, and then let the universe manifest it for you. Let the universe do the work for you. Do you think it was, do you think it was the fear aspect? Like, cause it sounds like with that, the first one, like it was just fear. Like you were like, well, this, this big goal, I can't do this thing. Do you think that was the motivating factor for you? I I really don't know. I'm not sure what it was. I, I do think, yeah, I think it, it felt like too much work. Like I just couldn't, couldn't do that. Uh, it, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was, maybe it was rushing and maybe I really couldn't do it. Maybe I wasn't ready. And that was why it felt like too much. And I had to really start over, reset, build the good solid base. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know why it worked, but sometimes I think your, your brain and body know better than you do. That's very true. Hmm, interesting. Now I'm, just, now I'm just, you know, analyzing you, trying to figure out what it, maybe it was. I think, again, it goes back to the phases of life. Like maybe you were just in a point at your life where you weren't ready for that kind of challenge. And so your, your brain and your body were like, mm, nah, you want to do this, but mm, we're going to, we're going to put these blockers in your way so that you can't do it. And then once you were at a point where you were ready for it, as you said, the universe manifested it for you, made it happen. I, I mean, I think so. I don't know. And I don't know where I come out on that. Like I get, sometimes I like to make fun of people who believe that stuff that if, uh, that if you just envision it and then you just stop doing anything, you know, the, the universe will make things magically appear for you. Uh, but there's a part of me that likes that, that likes the idea that maybe that somehow is true in some strange way. Uh, who really knows? Um, all right, let's see. Britter says, what are you reading right now, Matt? Uh, I've, I've been reading a bunch of like tr financial trading books, believe it or not. Like I'm, I just kind of like that. So exciting. <laughs> you know, like technical analysis type things. I just, I just like it. Uh, I don't know why it never has really been much of an interest of mine, but recently it has been. Uh, but what actually is more applicable to this audience is uh, a book called Hidden Potential. I mentioned it on the morning show by Adam Grant. It's about it's about achieving big things. How do you how do you do the big stuff? It's it's kind of like the ten thousand hour rule, uh, outliers written by Malcolm Gladwell. Those types of thoughts. 
it's that it's just more analysis about like what what really great top performers have done like how they, how do you get really good at learning how do you get good at getting good at stuff um so i have i have been enjoying that one uh i'm, I'm big on like to read three or four books at a time and then i'll end up finishing two or three of those three or four and then the others i'll just leave behind you don't like i don't that. know how you do that <laughs> there's lots of people that can i i i'm more of a fiction reader than a non-fiction i i, I if, unless I'm really in the mindset for some nonfiction, I don't. I don't typically do it. And then I'm I'm one book at a time, real focused. I can't do. Yeah, can't do multiple. Good for you. You said I was reading comments, so I didn't hear the part you said about fiction. You said uh, you like fiction or nonfiction. I'm a, f a fiction. I like fiction. You're a fiction. Okay. I'm yeah, a fiction. Yeah. So we're different. Yeah. We're not the same in some some ways. We both like The Office and we both like Starbucks, <laughs> but we're not the same. That's uh, true. All right, Garuda says, your body is not made to swim and run for sport. This is why you have to train your body to adapt to your wants. That's interesting. So you're saying you're not born to run, uh, so to speak. As the book would say, yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess that you know that wouldn't be for sport, but I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree with that or not. I, I kind of do. I agree, like, for sport, we that like no one's meant to run as much as a, a runner runs for sport. I don't think it's just we're not really – even if you say evolutionarily we were persistence hunters – uh, I don't think most people were running, you know, two hours a day. Uh, so that's possible. Possible that, that you're not meant for that. I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe we're meant more for like walking basically. Cause if you think back to hunters, yes. gatherers before we had vehicles, like you just walk gatherer everywhere. hunters, right? That's yeah. The new, uh... Yes. Gatherer hunters. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you walked everywhere and, or hiked everywhere. And like, that's how you got around places. And so I, I you know, I see kind of the evolution there, but who knows? Who knows what we were made for? Not me. Yeah. But I think Garuda's not saying you shouldn't do that stuff. Only that mm -hmm. uh, you have to train your body you if you train. want that stuff. Uh, you can only go so far with heart, he says. Uh, you have to train your body to challenge. Challenging your body unprepared is not ideal. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Challenging unprepared, not a good idea. No, it's not. Um, good. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're at the 45-minute mark or so. Now we started a little late. We're probably at the 40. We're at the 37-minute mark, says the, says the thing. Um, but anyway, good. So thank you to those who showed up. Thank you for those who are listening to this in podcast form. Uh, as we said at the beginning, the Nomad Athlete Radio feed is now being filled with content, including plant-based morning shows and the Outlier Health Podcast and this show, which is the Nomad Athlete Radio Podcast. I think Nomad Athlete Radio typically is going to be more of us. It's going to be three or four of us most days. Always Isabel, often me, sometimes Matt or the, or Doug. Um, but I think we want that more to be the the kind of round table show where, you know, ideally today, four people could have told us about New Year's goals and things to do. Uh, but we haven't really quite gotten the scheduling just nailed down yet. But we're working on it. Um, Isabel's still brand new. I'm mean, was your like fourth thing you've ever done of these types for us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think you're doing a fantastic job for being, you know, being relatively new still. So anyway, we're, we're figuring out what these formats are going to be. So thank you everyone for, uh, for hanging out, participating, and and listening, and smashing that like button. Please go smash that like button. That's important to do. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should also advertise. Go to if you're a podcast listener, YouTube.com/slash No Athlete. That's still the URL to go uh, to to find the live stuff that we're doing. So if you, you can go there, you can subscribe to that. You can smash the like button, as we said. Uh, you can sign up for alerts, hit the bell thing, so you get notified. And we're really trying to do the live thing. I think the live is going to be what makes this show different from other vegan things that are out there. Um, and so I think I think people will like it. So anyway, do those things. 
uh, and you'll you'll be all right. You'll be set up for success. Yeah. All right. New Year's uh, resolution. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the easiest New Year's resolution to do. You can knock it out in a in a minute. Uh, put yourself set up. But yeah. Uh, anyway, time to get to work on those uh, on saving those failed resolutions. Use these tips. Um, mix it up. Try different stuff. Stay flexible. That's I think that's our conclusion. That's the one that really matters. Uh, stay flexible and and keep that goal top of mind, right? You want to you want to know what you're going for, and you want to stay flexible. Uh, and I think if you do that, I think you will eventually get it. And don't don't be afraid to fail, and then keep going after you fail. Try again. Yeah. Try again. Right. When you again. fail, you didn't really fail. There's just that exactly. that approach at it failed. It's not like it's not like you failed. It's not like the goal failed. It's just that yeah. one way didn't work, so you got to do a new one. Exactly. So there you go. People are giving accolades to Isabel. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank Isabel, you. For, for being willing to join us. All right. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.